0: I'm Janet Davis, and welcome to Food Plus Freedom Podcast. Today is January 23rd, 2024. Happy Tuesday. This is episode 15. What's your power outage IQ? Be prepared, practice, and overcome. If you've never had a power outage, you need to be prepared anyhow. If you have had a power outage, you might know some of what I'm talking about, but there might be other things that you need to learn or that you've never thought about. Food Plus Freedom is a solution-based podcast and website for freedom-loving people where you get solutions about food, supplies, and finding freedom for your family without always being dependent on big government, big business, or big agriculture. Please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. And make sure you visit our website, foodplusfreedom.com, for more podcasts, full show notes, articles, and soon videos. Sign up for our free newsletter, which will come to your inbox every Tuesday. Social media. We're on Twitter and true social at Food Plus Freedom. Rumble is where the videos will be soon. Podbean, foodplusfreedom.podbean.com and Telegram, food underscore plus underscore freedom. Make sure you wait until the end of the show. We're going to talk about PLU codes and everything you need to know about it. Now, on with the show. What's your power outage IQ? Are you prepared? Do you practice? If so, you will overcome. Now, when I ask about your power outage IQ, IQ as in what you know you need to do, not necessarily what you're already doing. If you live in an area that has power outages for seconds, hours, or days due to weather, then you've you've created your own drill whether you realize it or not. When the power goes out, you react in a certain way. Instead of reacting, you need to get a plan and you need to be prepared. Depending on your family size, ages of people in the family, where you live, is going to depend on your preparedness plan. When we lose power in the middle of June, we are not concerned with warm because it doesn't get that hot yet. But we are concerned with things like our animals and keeping frozen things frozen. We also watch to see if it's raining because that could help us with the animals and the watering. When we lose power in freezing cold weather, we aren't concerned about our food going bad because we can throw it out into the snowbank if we needed to. We're more concerned about staying warm, making sure that we have light and heat and food. So you need to be prepared depending on your own situation. So, how do you prepare for a power outage? As I said, that depends, but I wanna start with safety first. When the power goes out, make sure you know where everyone in your household is or a main area that you need to meet. It doesn't matter if you have a five-year-old or a 15-year-old or a 55-year-old. Everyone needs to physically be in the same place as soon as the power goes out for safety. If you need to go get your kid and drag them down to that area, that is what you need to do. If you need to go convince grandpa who's 84 to come down into the right area, that's what you need to do so that you can physically headcount where people are and they need to stay there until you're ready to disperse. Because it's safe, the power's gone on, or, you know, it's off and everything's cool so everybody can do their own thing. You also need a plan on how to get everybody home who's not at home? Are they at work? Are they at a friend's house? Are they at school? Are they down the road? How is everyone going to get home? Is it safe for people to walk home? Is it safe for someone to drive and go get them? Are they safer where they are until you can get to them? These are all things that you need to think about and plan for before it happens. Now that you have your people plan. You need to know how your house works without electricity. You need to check everything. If you have other power sources like gas, propane, oil, check with your service providers on what to do if the power goes out, how to be safe, and if there's any type of safety issues that you must do in case of an electric power outage make sure you locate your breaker box. Make sure there is nothing in front of your breaker box and that you can see if it's dark when you go to your breaker box, like keep a flashlight there. You want to make sure you know where any other on or off switches, main switches to your house, like your main electric line, gas, propane, etc. In case you have to turn something off for the entire house, you know where they are. When the power goes out, what is the first thing everybody does? You look out your windows to see if your neighbors have power or not. Depending on where you live, you could be out of power and your neighbor could have power because they're on different transformers of the electric grid. The next place we look is on our phones to see what's going on. Unless everything has lost power, you should have cell service. It's not guaranteed, but most likely you will, especially if your phone is charged. If you live in our area, we get a text message from our power company. Basically, the text says, due to high winds or due to rain or snow or whatever they're due to is, you might be losing power. But we want you to know that we have people working on this ahead of time. So hopefully you won't. That's my question is, how do they know where the power is going to go down so they can be working on it ahead of time? We take our message as we will be losing power at some point in that day. And we just go with it. Since you've walked around your place, you know where your computers are, the TVs are, etc. Any electronic device that is plugged into the wall all the time should have some kind of surge protector. If it's the kind that you plug into and then it plugs into the wall and you can put several items on it, or if it's the type that plugs into your outlet and you plug into it directly. That way when the power comes back on, a surge in power doesn't ruin your devices. Do not unplug your refrigerator. Do not unplug your freezer. These should always be on some type of surge protector. If you need to make sure that you can keep working on your computers or using your Wi-Fi, you wanna make sure you get something that is called a UPS uninterruptible power supply basically it is plugged into the wall your computer or Wi-Fi are plugged into it and it is always charging it's a battery so when the power goes out you have X amount of time where you can still do things They aren't meant for you to be able to work for hours, but to make sure you can save what you're doing so you don't lose anything. They last from a few minutes to a few hours, depending on the model and the load you have on them. Hopefully you wrote down everything that will be affected by a power outage. If it's dark, one of the first things you'll need is you'll need to be able to see. This means flashlights, batteries, rechargeable batteries, more batteries, rechargeable units or lanterns that can be recharged from the sun. You can just tip them into your windows during the day, and so they're always charged, unless you're not having any sun. Some of them also plug into the wall, so you can charge them that way before you have a power outage, and then then they're always charged. You need to get creative so that you have light when it's dark. I've heard of people who have those solar path lights that go down you know, the front of their yards, and they get charged all the time, but they very rarely turn on and then when they have a power outage, they just go out and grab one of those. You might wanna start thinking about things like possibly a generator. But when you're using a generator, you also have to have a means for storing the generator and storing either diesel or gasoline. Unless of course your generator is powered by the sun, which is another possibility. And then what happens if you live in an apartment? You can't bring a generator inside. You can bring a solar-powered generator, but then you have to have enough sun. There's just a lot of things to think about when you're planning for a power outage, especially when you don't know how long it's going to be. Again, you must look at your situation and where you live. So go through your house, check everything that has to do with electricity, figure out all the supplies you need to get, get those supplies into one area, so that when the power goes out, everybody knows how to get it, make sure you know where everybody is, and create your plan of what you're going to do when the power goes out. Now that you have all your supplies, or you think you do, you're going to practice. Where I live, practicing is easy. We just have to wait a few months and we're gonna have a power outage. It's not that simple, but we get them under high winds. We get them in the winter. We get them in the summer. Sometimes it lasts five seconds. Sometimes it lasts a week. Even if you've never had a power outage, you need to practice just in case you do. If you need to go shut off the main breaker to your house, so that everyone in the house takes a power outage serious, then do it. It's the easiest way to be able to see if your plan works, if you need supplies. It gives you real world knowledge of what might happen instead of guessing. Sure, it won't be exactly like a real power outage, but then no two power outages are the exact same either. And practicing with your power out Will let you have an insight of what it will be like if you don't have any power at all. One thing I did not mention in your supplies, make sure you have things for people to do. And I don't mean on their phones. Your phone is something that will stay charged, or one will stay charged for safety, not playing games unless you have unlimited generator power or solar or something else. You're going to want things like card games coloring, books, games, if it's nice enough, go outside because not going back crazy is a safety issue as well. So now practice, practice different scenarios, make adjustments to the supplies you need, make adjustments to the power outage and its outcome. As you practice and as you have power outages, you'll learn more and more about the situation. You'll learn when to pull out your supplies and which ones you're gonna depend on first. Last week, yep, last week we had our power go out. We got one of those warnings on our phone that says your power might go out and we take that as our power is going to go out, which I know sounds funny, but we've been 99% of the time right since it's cold and windy outside when we received the text we decided to start the indoor wood stove with a very quick evaluation we knew that the power outage would be because of high winds and rain we weren't getting snow and everything wasn't frozen which is a good thing on one sense because we didn't have to worry about water our animals would have water And if we needed to get water from outside containers, we would have water as well. When the power was out, we did need to feed the animals. This meant headlamps. And of course mine was missing, but we knew this because I hate wearing a headlamp. My husband wears his headlamp every single day. I, on the other hand, when it's dark and we go to the barn, I use my phone, then turn on the lights. But when there is no power, I can't do this. I grabbed one of our rechargeable lanterns, which is a pain in the rear to carry and feed animals. Yes, I've ordered a new headlamp. If nothing else, to sit in the drawer just in case the power goes out. Once we were finished with chores in the barn, we went to the house to wait out the power outage. and wondered how long it would last. Our lights are inside a kitchen cupboard, so we quickly could grab them I like our oil lamp for light in the main area, so we don't have to worry about batteries. If the power is going to stay out through the night, we would bring out the generator in the morning to run the water, pump, and freezers if they needed it. We weren't concerned with immediate food because we'd already eaten dinner and there was plenty in the cupboards we could grab. I did need to take out a couple gallons of water for us to wash up and for drinking if needed. And we did get the famous empty bucket of water by the toilet just in case. This water came from a water collection container outside. Then we sat down to read a magazine. And to be honest, I was slightly bummed when the power came back on several hours later. There was something about the quietness of enjoying the moment without all the outside noise coming in. So you have your plan, you've practiced it, you're tweaking it, and you should be able to overcome whatever that power outage is. A few things you need to think about. If you are in hot weather, you need to know when it's too hot for you to stay and have a place to go. You need to know in cold weather, if it gets too cold, where you need to go if you can't stay. Everything has to revolve around that safety issue. Supply list, I'm always asked about supply lists and if you look online, there's supply lists everywhere. My rule of thumb that I tell people is make sure you have what you need for weather, heat or cold, extra blankets, um, an indoor heater, a propane heaver. Do not bring your barbecue in the house to heat anything. That's That's just, that's really dangerous disaster could happen very easily for that. Um, If it's very hot, can you open windows at certain times so you have a draft and keep the shades down so you're not getting the direct sun? You need to have water, filter bottles to filter out water if you have a source. If it's rain, you collect water Um, and food. And if you have animals, you need to think about the food and water for them. If you have babies, you need to think about diapers. Um, So you need to think about whatever you do every single day that you're doing with comfort, you need to break it down and have that same level of comfort manually. Now, no, you're not going to be able to turn on the TV if you're one of those TV people or get on your computer. I'm talking about safety, comfort, food, water, shelter, health and things to do so you don't go bat crazy. We have additional articles on power outage available on our website, foodplusfreedom.com. Well, I hope this has helped a little bit to get ready for your next power outage. And I pray that you actually don't ever have one, but you will be prepared because being prepared is knowledge and knowledge is something that nobody can ever take away. Remember, homesteading is a piece of mind, not a piece of land, and everyone can do it. This is Janet Davis from Food Plus Freedom. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to our podcast and newsletter and hang tight for the quick tip of the show on PLU codes. PLU code. Do you know what that is? That's the code on your fresh fruits and vegetables at the store. It's either a four digit or a five digit number that has allowed for industry to be able to mainstream whatever that fruit or vegetable is like. All bananas codes are four, zero, one, one. If it is an organic item, it's five digits because there's a nine in front of it. So an organic banana would be nine, four, zero, one, one. Why is this important or how can it help you? If you ever go to the grocery store and you're buying fresh fruits or vegetables and they're loose and you pick up an onion and it doesn't have that nine in front of the number, you know it was conventionally grown. There is not a number change for non-GMO. It's only organic, which is always non-GMO or conventionally grown nothing else. So if you're buying from a store or a farmer's market and you see that PLU code, it's that sticker. And no, the sticker is not biodegradable. Don't eat it. Don't put it in your compost bin. But if you see it, it means it has gone through the regular system of tagging. Small farmers do not have the time, money, or inclination to tag with the PLU codes Even if they're sending food to large stores, the stores normally take care of themselves, even though they are trying to push small farmers to do this in order to be in large stores. If you want more information about the PLU code, you can go to the website ifpsglobal.com. It will be in the show notes. So if you want to make sure you're buying organic at the stores, look for that nine- in front of the number on the PLU code. Now you know. Until Friday. Grow food, buy local, and gain freedom.